The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At this time of year, we're, we're, you know, there's conversations about everybody. We're talking about everybody. And that's commonplace for us to have conversations with teams about all of the players, particularly marquee players. And that's not changed. It's been the same every year we've been here. So it's the same as it's been. We have no intention of making any, any move there. Um, but the conversations, John has to feel those he always has. Uh, but nothing specific to, to that. Yeah, it was all good just a week ago. Less than a week ago, Russell Wilson was still a Seattle Seahawk. Uh, what you think, man? Uh, I, I'm, I'm shocked. One. And Are you? Two. Because we should have known. I am, I'm shocked. We should have known. When, Russell, when, when Pete Carroll said we have no intention of doing that, we should have known this is, this is going to happen sooner rather than later. He left that little wiggle room. We have no intention of trading. Russell Wilson. Oh, well, see, I, I just think there's so many things here. One, um, that's the look. Now, Pete Carroll, thank you. Thank you for giving me the look. I know what to look for when you lie. And I know what it sounds like. He was darting all over the place, bringing in John Schneider and, you know, hey, you know, this time of year and waving his arms and looking around. Okay, that's, that's how you look when you're lying. But the other thing is, for Seattle, look, we've talked about this as early as last year and I think timing makes a big difference. So if you're going to trade Russell Wilson nine time pro bowler, you know, one time Super Bowl champion, two time Super Bowl participant, most wins of anybody in the first 10 years of their career. I mean, all court, all sorts of accolades. If you're going to do it, you got to do it at the right time. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe Seattle is a year too late on this. If they had traded him last hmm. year where five quarterbacks were taken in the first round and all five of them still no, the shine is not off of any of those five. Not really not not from my eyes that were taken in the first round to this year when there's some debate about which quarterbacks are actual first rounders. Nobody's scheduled to be taken in the top 10 or top 15 and it looks like Seattle has picked number nine from Denver. Yeah, you traded a great quarterback like Russell, and it's gonna be a long time, draft-wise. Could be a long time before you see something like that again. Um, uh, just, I'm just, I'm just. There's so many thoughts, Mike. I'm just shocked. So let me help you that out. That it happened so today. Last that it happened year. Today. So last year, need I remind everybody that my man had a list 
that his agent put out publicly. So this was inevitable. This offseason, next offseason, I think he had two years left on his contract with Seattle. Like, he does. We he talked does. about this yesterday as it relates to Aaron Rodgers, who we'll get to in a minute. We thought he was our lead story today, and then Russell Wilson came along. But when you're thinking about a divorce, you're already divorced, okay? You I don't know, agree so, with that. I don't agree with that. I don't even agree with that. I don't think that's true. But anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. I want to. I want to get into this. Oh, okay. Is it, is it, okay. The only way you don't agree with that. Okay. No. We can do that. We can. Okay. We can go there real, real quick. Real quick. Let's not derail yeah. the conversation. But do you have experience in that area? Okay. I'm just telling you what I've heard. Have you thought about divorce? I assume the answer is no. And if it what were you yes, you do? certainly wouldn't say it in this context. What you trying to do? I'm not, I'm not trying, trying to draw to a snitch. What I'm saying is, that's what people who are divorced have <laughs> said. You're like, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Well, how would you know? Okay, back to hey. the lecture at hand. Okay, they had a list ahead, last year. They had a list last year that they put out publicly. That list was New Orleans, Las Vegas, Dallas, and Chicago. Okay? Now, maybe the Saints didn't offer the same kind of package. Las Vegas still had Derek Carr. Maybe they didn't come up with the same kind of package. Dallas obviously recommitted to Dak Prescott and Chicago went the draft route with Justin Fields. What I'm saying is maybe the, the timing wasn't right in terms of the return on the part of Seattle, but I look at this Chicago trade. I look at what Seattle Chicago got offered. Re- Chicago offered a bunch. Chicago offered the picks offer and, and more? Seattle rejected. Okay. Yeah, did they well, offer saying, more? But they rejected they, it. Okay, Ultimately, but I, no, I'm yes. saying in terms of, how do you know they offer more? Uh, in terms of draft compensation, they did I think it's, I think it's uh, well well documented that it's at least three first round picks. So they did offer three first okay. round picks. Well, and it, at least three or two. And, and in you this say? case, I you think said three. three or two. Three, 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 three. Okay, well, three first round I'll, picks. I'll accept. I'll accept your representation on that. So if you're saying it was a better deal last year that they could have had, I'll accept your representation on that. But I'm saying the deal that they got this one right here. Okay, Seattle gets Drew Lock. Whatever. No offense. Uh, Shelby Harris, so two starters right there, probably two first round picks, two second round picks, and a fifth round pick. So I don't know what the I I don't have it in front of me what Chicago reportedly or allegedly offered last year, but maybe two ones and two twos plus those three players and a five in exchange for Russell Wilson and a four is a better deal than last year, even though the quarterback class was better last year. I recognize what you're saying. Maybe the quarterback class is better last year, but that is a haul on the part of Seattle. Seattle did no, not, not get its lunch money taken. Oh, bull, bro. Yes, That's a good trade. That's, That's not a, a good lot. Trade. I'm telling you why it's not a good because trade. You think Seattle got fleeced? Seattle got fleeced? Is what you're saying? I'm not saying. I, I don't think it's like. I don't think it's like a great trade. I'm going to tell you why it's not a great it's trade. It's not highway robbery. Because. They, because. You just said already whatever to Drew Locke. So you ain't feeling Drew Locke. Shelby Harris. He's not your long-term man, answer. 30. All right, right. Shelby Harris, grown man, 30 years old. Had like six sacks last year. Okay, fine. Fine, fine. It's fine. He'll help him. He'll help him. So, I like no offense okay. a lot. But I want to talk about the picks. Because okay. what you what you essentially get, what you essentially got from Denver is what you would have gotten from Chicago. Because the argument last year with Chicago was like, oh, what are we supposed to do with some picks in the 20s? Well, guess what these picks are going to be if Russell Wilson is everything that you think he is? This ain't going to be no top 10 picks. It's Russell Wilson. You got a Hall of Fame quarterback, so he's going to go to Denver. I don't know if he's going to win the Super Bowl. I know they're going to win because that's all he's done he for most of his career. Okay, sure. well, don't, don't tell me about but you can say Okay, first round pick sounds good, but what if it's like, a, a, a few number 23s and 
25. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, so hold, on hold on, hold on. You, you're contradicting that's what yourself you are, that's here. What you, the same thing applied last I'm year. Not. No, you are. Wait, you that's told my me. point. But it was a better, the same thing applied last year, except last year was a quarterback rich draft, and this year is not. I just said that. So if you're okay, all right, fine. Well, that's you fine. said okay. I, no, wait, I, wait, I, you I, said I contradicted I, myself. Where's the contradiction? No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. You think last year's trade was better. I already said that's fine. If you believe that they had three first round picks on the table in a quarterback rich draft. If you think last year's opportunity was better. I already said I accepted your representation on that. Get it. What I'm saying about this year that ship sailed. Yes, they maybe could have possibly allegedly reportedly rumored to have had better from Chicago. They didn't take it. The trade that they made now this year is a good trade for Seattle. I don't know exactly Solid. what you expected them to get, but to get two ones, two two, two twos, no offense, and Shelby Harris, who will help you for a quarterback who, going back to how we started this conversation, has had one foot out the door for a year. Maybe last year they didn't take it seriously. Maybe last year they thought, okay, he's just throwing a temper tantrum, complaining about the offensive line, going on Dan Patrick show, putting business in the street. Maybe he'll get right, over right, it. Right. Maybe him getting hurt last year gave them a glimpse of the future and, or, and said, you know what? Well, I mean, look, we lost when, when he got hurt for the if first time in his career. When he came back, it wasn't like he balled out of control and maybe he rushed back from the hand injury as well. Or maybe they looked at the landscape of this draft and decided this is the one to pull the trigger. I don't know. What I do know is what happened today, and this isn't a hot take. This is the, I'm, I'm sorry. Let me let me ride the it's fence just this once, Michael. Be hot, I think it's no hot take. I mean, it's, it's the way you let feel. Let me ride Go the ahead. fence. Let me ride the. Yeah, I'm gonna say it. Let me ride the fence just this once. It's a win-win for both sides. I like Seattle okay. hitting the reset button when they lack draft compensation, and obviously Denver gets a future Hall of Fame quarterback to go with a loaded roster. Both teams okay. made out look, well. Look, I, both teams did not make out well because, in most cases, in most cases, when you trade, okay, most important, we we agree, most important position in football. Sorry, I know ultimate team sport. Blah 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 blah. Uh, you know, the whole, I can't do anything without you. Got everybody, it. It's everybody the most important believes, position yeah. in football. Right. So you, 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 you trade a Hall of Fame quarterback mm -hmm. and you get a bunch of draft compensation in return. I don't care what you got. I don't care what, I don't care if you get, add another pick in there, add a fifth rounder, add a sixth rounder. You most okay. likely did not win the trade because you lost okay. a Hall of Fame quarterback. So now I beg your pardon, not, it, not to it, go it, backward, what, not to go backward, not to go backward. That was a slight contradiction, contradiction that I was recognizing. The difference is you claim that they could have had a third first round pick, but the point is the same. The same point you're making about Seattle. You would have said the same thing about Chicago last year because except, those picks were probably no, going to be at the end of the first round. Except right. Same except and they could have maybe the, had the Justin difference. Fields. If you think well, Justin right. Fields okay. is the real All deal. That. Oh, if you oh, think he's oh, the oh, real that's deal. Just a, that's just a small difference. It's a small difference. If where you think he's the real he, deal. We don't I, do we look, know? I don't know. I do know this. I do know for a fact that last year was the first five picks in a, uh, the, the first four picks for quarterbacks or first three. I, I, I forget first three, but let's I go through. Them. Let's go through them. First three. Trevor Lawrence who you weren't going to get Zach Wilson who you weren't going to get uh, Trey Lance who Trey the is still out on. He'll play this year. Matt Jones managed the Patriots to the playoffs and Justin Fields. And, we'll see his first coach him. has already been fired. Not necessarily because of him. Okay, but what I'm saying is it's not like anybody 
had lit the world on fire in that first in that first round draft class. None of them did. None of them have been well, great well, so far. So to suggest Mac that they Mac missed Jones out was. on a franchise quarterback, Mac Jones he didn't light the world Mac on Jones fire. Mac Jones he didn't light the world a, a, on fire. Oh, okay, I was lighting, very specific. Okay, but, he okay, was solid the world as a fire. rookie. He, he, a solid pro. He bowler. doesn't look like the second coming. Check the fact. Okay, a pro bowl. Solid pro bowl. Okay, sure. Pro bowl. Okay, a pro bowl. Doing the gritty. A pro bowl. Doing, you doing and the, I, you, doing you the gritty and I at the pro bowl. Are, you and I are one person no. pulling out from making a pro bowl at this point. Don't get no, me pro no, bowl. No, Everybody makes a damn but, pro but, bowl okay. nowadays. That's the but problem. But what I okay, what what I'm saying is, uh, this may not have been the best time to make this deal for Russell Wilson. And maybe there's no good time. But here's 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 a bigger point than that. Like woulda coulda. Who knows? The draft is an inexact science. This is what I know. If you accept that there was no other option but to trade Russell Wilson, yeah, it's a good trade. If you are a diehard going back to Dave Craig, Steve Largent, the other Kurt Warner with a C and not with a K, if you're one of those kingdom with that nasty carpet up there that gave people injuries, if you're one of those people, Kenny Easley, shout out Kenny Easley. If you're a longtime Seattle Seahawks fan and you just accept that he had to be traded. Sure, it's a good deal, but I'm not sure I accept that accept that premise. Why not? Michael Smith, why not say, all right, Russell, it really comes down to money. And, and, and it comes down to money. Number one and control two. Why not just tear up Russ's contract and give him some real money. Let's give him the money that 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 uh, Josh Allen has. Let's give him the money that Patrick Mahomes is has. This, is that what Let's this is tell about? Him, it's always about money. It's always a, a factor. I don't know if it's 85% of it or 50. It's at least 50. It's at least 50. I'm not sure that this was the only option is what I'm saying. So if if there's another way, I'm trying yeah. to hold on to the Hall of Fame quarterback. Well, here's what I know. Here's okay. We, let's, let's speak in fact, not and not uh, and not speculation. He had a no trade clause. Okay, he had a list. I'm gonna repeat this again because we talked about this last year. I thought he would have been traded last year, Michael, but I knew he was going to be gone sooner rather than later. He had a list mm -hmm. that he went public with. He didn't want to be there and he wanted to be in Denver. Now that doesn't mean that just because a quarterback doesn't want to be somewhere that you have to acquiesce and trade him. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that the, you're the Seattle Seahawks and your roster has that many holes and you have such little draft compensation. When you yeah. add the totality of all those things, all those pieces together, you say, you know what? At 33 years old, a guy who's got mm. one foot out the door, whose heart is clearly elsewhere. We don't have draft picks. He is coming up on needing a new contract. We're not breaking the bank for him again because Why they were not? successful when they had him on a rookie contract because yeah, yeah. every team decide don't think that that's the way to build a team. And again, did I, did I mention that he had a list like this was yeah, always yeah. going to okay, end yeah. this way. Hey. That's he was right. always it's all right. It, it was so the one thing that I'm with you on is that yeah, they could have done this last year, but maybe the other teams didn't step up to the plate as much as we think they did. And Seattle got as good a haul as one could expect in return for Russell Wilson, who has a no trade clause, which complicates. So the commanders could have offered him a uh, offered up a bunch of picks for all we know. 
And apparently, but he didn't want to go there. But he didn't want to. Okay, but there. that's why he got a no trade clause. So the team that he right. wanted to go to stepped up to the plate this year. It worked out. The four teams he listed last year, maybe they stepped up, maybe they didn't. So to say that Seattle could have gotten better last year, okay, hypothetically speaking, in well, theory, the four maybe. teams. But this year they did well. The four teams he mentioned last year, one of them was out, and we'll talk about that soon. One of them, one of those teams on the list was Green Bay. So Green Bay's no, out. No, the four teams. La- no, that was not the four teams last year. The four teams I already I already listed them earlier. The four teams were New Orleans, Las Vegas, Dallas, and Chicago. Those are the four teams that his agent put out last year. Okay, Vegas had Carr for whatever that's worth. Dallas re up with right. Dak. New Orleans, who knows what Sean Payton was thinking? Maybe he was still enamored with Taysom right. Hill, and they had Jameis and Chicago, who we've already talked about. Those were the four teams. The, for whatever reason, it didn't work out. This year, Denver gets a great quarterback, a Hall of Fame quarterback. It completes its team, and it gives up a haul. Seattle can now reset, which I like for Seattle, given that Russell Wilson was gone. I'd hate to play in the AFC West, I'll tell you that. Hell, I'd hate to play in the AFC right now, given the the arms race that's literally going on in that division. I don't know where I got the Green Bay thing. That's my bad. Uh, But I'll I'll say this. On on Russell Wilson, I'm happy Uh for him, I guess. I'm happy for him uh, that he wound up going to a team that that he thinks has a chance to really compete and and give him an opportunity to win a Super Bowl, second Super Bowl of his career. But for Seattle, I, I tell you, I just feel I, I don't even know why. Like I, I've been to Seattle a few times, had a great time in Seattle. I just really hey, feel for I feel for the was- Seattle Seahawks. I do, I do because. Hey, why, why could it be? Oh, yeah, we got uh, we need some uh, we got a lot of holes on our roster. You know what? I could have worked with you. Maybe did maybe mention, the reason I'm dissatisfied is the way you acting. So what? maybe so you got to have a maybe list. so is it, is maybe, it, is, maybe this is, is Pete Carroll. Maybe this is John Schneider. Maybe this is ownership. Maybe this is a huge mistake, but they got a lot in return for the guy. Could they have gotten more? Should they have gotten more? Who's to say? You I'll tell you what though for Denver. It is a better back. It is a hell of a backup plan. It is a hell of a rebound QB. That's for damn sure. Because right. we all know what happened Let me tell you this. a little while before this news hit. We'll get to that in a second. Life lessons. Life lesson. You should always have a list. You don't know what's going down. You don't know how it's going to turn Bat- out. You should always Bat- have Batman. You always have a backup Batman team. had a contingency plan for the entire Justice League, just in case they got out of pocket. Hey, just in case. Just in case stuff happens. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! 
The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. When in doubt, follow the money. This ain't nothing but a money grab, bro. He's not torn. This is leverage. That's all this is. This is to try to get as much money or the sweetest of sweetheart deals out of the Green Bay Packers as possible, not just for him, but for his boys. He ain't sitting around tossing and turning at night trying to figure out whether or not he wants to finish his career in Green Bay or, or, or turn over a new leaf and, and start, start fresh in Denver. He wants to be in Green Bay. He just wants to be in Green Bay at his number. We'll have clarity come tomorrow. And he'll say, oh, I always wanted to be a Green Bay Packer. Oh, my heart never wavered. Don't believe all the stories about a deal in in Denver and Pittsburgh and and Tennessee. No, this is what I always wanted. So he's going to be able to have it both ways. He's going to be able to leverage Mm. them with the threat of leaving and then come back and say he was never going to leave. So I had it both ways in the first conversation of the show about Russell Wilson by saying I like it for both teams and I do. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers, um, this needed to happen for both sides. So first of all, a little housekeeping. The initial reports were four years, $200 million, 153 million fully guaranteed, such and such. Rodgers tweeted a little while ago, hey everyone, just wanted to clear some things up. Yes. I will be playing with the Packers next year. However, reports about me signing a contract are inaccurate, as are the supposed terms of the contract I signed. Uh, I'm very excited to be back. Uh, Year 18. I saw this and I was like, this is Aaron Rodgers basically being like, anything Tom Brady could do, I could do better. Just like Brady denied his retirement, I'm denying the the terms of this this reporting. It's probably something something semantics related probably a small detail that's off here or there. He's probably upset because today was supposed to be Aaron Rodgers day and then along comes Russell Wilson waving his no trade clause to go to the Broncos. Having said all that, I'll get back to my larger point. He's Rodgers is an opportunity. He's just exhausted. He's just exhausted. He's exhausting. He's exhausted. Rodgers has an opportunity to do love the fight. Love the fight. Rodgers has an opportunity to do what few quarterbacks including the aforementioned Tom Brady and now Russell Wilson have been able to do, which is finish his career in one place. Looking at the landscape of the AFC when it comes to quarterbacks, we've talked about this ad nauseum, so I sound like a broken record for people who've been paying attention, whether it's the AFC West or the AFC in general, and that now includes Russell Wilson. Staying with the Packers was his best clear path back to the Super Bowl. If he could also get his act together in the playoffs, because let's stop blaming just the special teams or lack of receivers not named Devontae Adams, who got tagged officially today, by the way. Um, and there's something iconic about being a Packer for life. One of the most storied franchises in the league, 
Rodgers gets to say he started his career and finished his career in title town. Uh, and I do think before it's all said and done, he'll bring another title to title town, but that's another conversation. From the Packers standpoint, they could not let a two-time MVP go out, get out the door. They just could not. They could not be the team that traded a two-time reigning MVP, still one of the best two, and maybe not two, quarterbacks in the NFL right now, postseason notwithstanding. You said a second ago, couldn't the Seahawks and Russell Wilson just work it out? The Packers had to work it out. They could not Brett Favre this thing again and watch him go and play for another team, given what he means to that franchise and that community, and they cannot watch Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady this thing, and worse, go and win a championship with another team the way Brady did with the Bucks. So, at the risk of being repetitive, and I won't say my, uh, my favorite four words on this show, I'll just say it this way. This was the way it was always going to end. From the moment this started last offseason to today, this was the inevitable conclusion. It was just a matter of how and more specifically, how much. Yeah, well, if that's the case, I mean, really, it was much ado about nothing then, right? You, that's what you felt? You felt it was you, much ado you about just, nothing? You just said what I, what I said, except much quicker. Exactly. Uh, if time is money, we wasted right. a lot of both speculating on him going somewhere else. Okay, because Aaron Rodgers, as the highest-paid player in NFL history, uh, that last part you could, you know, change that name, keep that part, uh, keep that headline there, and have about four or five names at the ready. Uh, the next contract for Josh Allen, the next contract for uh, Patrick Mahomes, soon. the next. I mean, That's I know, but it's the next one. It's going to keep coming though. It's going to keep the the, the highest-paid player in NFL history. That yeah. title is not going to be held for. He ain't going to hold that for five years. It's probably like three or four years. He Somebody might. else is going to have that. I mean, who's? No, I don't who, think I so. Mean, other than other than know. Lamar Jackson, know. well, well, you saying you saying right. it's temporary. Other than Lamar well, Jackson, yeah, it's temporary. Who I don't think they're going to pay him temporary. more than Aaron Rodgers, right? But temporary when another quarterback is in line to get a yeah. massive extension. So other than Lamar Jackson, tell me, you know, tell me the quarterback who's close to getting a contract that their team would look at the market and say, we're going to pay you more than Aaron Rodgers. It's a market setting contract for a reason. And in terms of the reported average value, it's $5 million a year more reportedly than Patrick Mahomes is making right now. So who's going to go ahead of Aaron Rodgers? I got a name. Thank you. Thank you for asking the question. I appreciate as as people always say the the disingenuous response. Uh, uh, Michael, I appreciate the question. we haven't talked about this guy in a long time. Perhaps his name is Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson just said he's got two years left in this contract. He's being sent to a new team. Why does one wave a no trade clause? Uh, because something's in it for me. How badly do you want me? It's great that you've given up some draft capital and a couple of players, but what's in it for me? That'd be interesting. Because I, That'd be interesting. I got I got other I got other people who want me. I know Washington. I, don't, I, don't I know think, Daniel. I know Daniel Snyder spends money. I don't think he deserves. I get money somewhere else. I, I don't think he deserves to be the highest paid player in the industry. But to your point, deserves got nothing to do with it. It's about nothing timing. So yeah, I, it, it, maybe so, maybe Denver breaks off Russell Wilson like that. Maybe. But but highest paid quarterback in football. It's not a surprise. He's a two time MVP. Last well last two MVPs. Uh, great record the last four years in, in Green Bay, on and on and on about Aaron Rodgers. I think the the one thing that, that stood out to me, though, I thought he was torn. I did think he was torn 
and it really came down to do I want to spend the rest of my career here or this is my moment I'm at, I'm I'm really at the peak of my powers now the last two MVPs I've won my previous MVPs everybody's talking about me this is my time where I can move do I want to stay here the next several years or do I want to try something somewhere else that was the only torn part you're right I mean, it probably was a 85% of them, Lovely. 90% of them said Green Bay all the way and the other 10% in the back of his mind is some little fantasy. Hey, plan. what if I did? What if I did go hey, to Pittsburgh? You know what we learned today? You know what we learned today? Aaron Rodgers had a backup plan and so did the Broncos. Schefter says something like, you know, Russell Wilson going to Denver had nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers' decision to stay in Green Bay. That huh. George Payton, Broncos, exactly. George Payton, yeah, the Broncos yeah. general manager, engaged the Seahawks two weeks ago. Yeah, because he knew he was being used by Aaron Rodgers. It was not just yeah, going to yeah. sit on his hands and hope that Aaron Rodgers actually went to Denver. He had a backup plan in place. Are you not going to tell me this timing is coincidental? Yeah, yeah. That it just yeah, so yeah, happened exactly, that the exactly. same morning Rodgers agrees to a contract that the Broncos announced that they've agreed to terms. I mean, and not to mention, well, I will say this though. I will say this. One thing I will say. To contradict myself is that there's no way that the Broncos social media department just off the top of their head had that uh, that picture of Wilson from Castaway just just all, all ready to that was saved in drafts. Somebody knew that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> this was on the way. Yeah. That was too perfect to tweet. So that was saved in drafts. That's the only thing that, that goes against my theory that Russell Wilson was the ultimate um, emergency rebound quarterback. Mike, I don't want to go too inside baseball. Um, but look, don't don't you hate it though? Don't you? That's that's real nice job right there. Uh, don't you hate it when you, as a reporter, because that's how we were raised. That's how we were wired. We're still wired that way. Can't help it. Can't turn it off. You never turn it off. Don't you hate it when you, as a reporter, you're reading something, you're reading a tweet, reading a story, and you say, "All right, that's what the agent told you to say. Is that what the team told you to say? Come on, man. Like, stop." Stop saying you. you he, I think Schefter. Just I, look. I just gotta say it. He tried way too hard to make the point. This had nothing to do with Russell Wilson, and that's not his point. That's somebody else's point. That was that that they wanted him to emphasize. Get out of here, as they say in Britain, bollocks. That's bollocks. I mean, stop. Of course, it's connected. Their first option was Aaron Rodgers, and if they didn't get Aaron Rodgers, they weren't gonna leave the party without somebody. So Rodgers was the first choice. That wasn't happening. Second choice is Russell Wilson. Good for them. They got a quarterback. They haven't had a quarterback since 2015. Well, really, even before that, because Peyton in 2015 wasn't great. So they haven't yeah, every had time a quarterback somebody says, since a Peyton Manning, I think about his last year. I'm glad you said that. Every time somebody, they've been looking for a quarterback since Peyton Manning. Well, yeah, but last we saw Peyton Manning, it was, uh, it was his walking, breathing, uh, nice course. job, Kimberly. But nice job, Kimberly. Let's, Martin. Uh, let's unpack this. Let's unpack this a little bit. Let's play devil's advocate with ourselves. We're convinced that the yeah. Broncos immediately pivoted to their backup plan. But I wonder though, and this goes like so. I'm 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 gonna make sure I don't contradict myself and that I put all these pieces together the way I love to do. Another reason why I never thought that Rodgers was gonna go anywhere was because. Compensation for Rodgers plus compensation for the Packers makes this a very, very complicated trade to pull off given mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. he was due this year to make in the final year of his contract, unlike Russell Wilson. 
If Russell Wilson was in fact Denver's backup plan. My question would be follow me here. Should he have have been because presumably I know if just in a vacuum in a vacuum if I were making a trade in Madden my price for the two time reigning MVP and Aaron Rodgers would be higher than it would be for Russell Wilson in terms of what I want in return. That's one Two. Russell Wilson is what four years younger than Aaron Rodgers with no talk about retiring or anything like that anytime soon. No, I mean, he's got outside right, interests. Right. Don't get me wrong, but no question about his long term future. So I guess what I'm saying is if even if we're right uh, and sources are wrong that the Broncos got Russell Wilson independent of Aaron Rodgers decision to stay put. Yeah, that's some. <laughs> they may have arguably all things considered though. Michael, my point is the Broncos yeah. may have arguably made out better. I mean, Russell Wilson is not there's no there's not a huge gap between Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. Number one, number two, right? They probably as much as they gave to Seattle, they probably got it for cheaper than what it would have cost hypothetically to get it from Green I'm not Bay. Sure. And number three sure. is four I'm years sure younger. All right. Yeah, I'm not well, sure, I'm not sure that either. I'm simply spitballing. Well, because, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, not, I'm spitballing. Well, well, I'm I'm responding to your. I'm not saying it's factual. I'm saying I'm responding to your spitball in that you mentioned the, the age With difference. With more spitball. The age difference. <laughs> yeah, the age difference to me factors into the compensation. So let, let's say Aaron Rodgers is better than Russell Wilson and better numbers and all this stuff, but he is older. So I'm as 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 the as the buyer. I'm going in and saying, yeah, yeah, he's great, but I don't know how long I'm going to have him. I might have Russell Wilson for another eight years. I may have Aaron Rodgers for another three, and I'm just not going to give you everything I've got for three years. I will for eight. I, I won't for three. So that's just that's just the way I would look at it. But you know, maybe Denver is looking at it in a different way. And here's the other thing. I just want to make this clear. If you're talking about a uh, a backup plan. You mentioned yesterday, you mentioned Prince and Stevie Wonder. Oh, if Prince is my backup, it's still pretty good, right? So it's not like yeah. a pejorative that Russell slight, Wilson was no. a backup plan. Sure, he's a backup plan, but your your plan A was Aaron Rodgers, and your plan MVP, B yeah. is Russell Wilson. Fine. Well, the Broncos, the Broncos are certainly incentivized to not make Russell Wilson feel like he was a rebound QB. And and, and and the backup QB. So I could see why Denver would be inclined to put this narrative out there that, oh, we always wanted Russell. He was always our guy. Same as the draft. One other thing I want to touch on before we uh, before we hit this break is, okay, what does this mean now for the quarterback landscape or the quarterback game of dominoes? Rogers stays. The Denver vacancy is filled by Russell Wilson, which creates a vacancy in Seattle for the long term. Um, I guess it's Deshaun Watson who eventually inevitably maybe we'll see we don't know whether he's available to play and if teams are comfortable enough to make a move for him. I guess he's the, the next big shooter drop when it comes to quarterbacks. The other one that's fascinating though is Jordan Love because before the Russell Wilson trade broke. I felt like Jordan Love to Denver made a lot of sense for like a third or fourth round pick reunited with Nathaniel Hackett, you know, salvage something from that that um, that draft pick a couple of years ago. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Jordan Love now that Rodgers yeah. is locked up for the long term. So uh, fun day, what, really, hey, hey, really, really, really fun day. Again, 
fun for everybody except the people that's got to defend these quarterbacks in the AFC. Not just the AFC West, the entire conference loaded. And fun for loaded at fun for everybody. Fun for everybody except for the folks in uh, in the Pacific Northwest. You just lost your quarterback, man. Uh, yeah, draft picks is fun. It it'll be fun. I tell you what, it'll be fun on draft day. You'll be really excited on draft day. Then the season will start. Ooh, that's rough. No Russell Wilson. Did I mention? Did I mention he had a list? I, if I'm if I'm a Seattle fan, I'm relieved that it's over. Turn the page. Listen, it was cool. Yeah. It was cool. We won a I, Super Bowl way back back when. Legion yeah, of Boom days yeah, are gone. Over. He's getting older. Yeah. He's gonna want more money. I'm sick older. and tired of. 33. I'm sick and. We're all getting older. I'm sick and yeah, tired okay, right. of of so, the right. of the so speculation. We all getting older. Big the, deal. The, where does he want to be? No, I'm tired of it. Let's move on. Let's turn the page. Let's, let's hey. reset this franchise in a big way. I got another two way. ones and two twos. I got another way We're of turning the page. I got another way of turning the page. Sign him to a contract. Move on from the coaching staff. Do something like that. Moving on doesn't necessarily mean that Russell Wilson, the best quarterback in franchise history, had to leave town. They all, it all ends eventually. More often than not, eventually it ends badly. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. <laughs> <laughs> that was well done. Um, That's great. <laughs> Love it. We are we are Love we it. are a family program though. You know the other thing oh, about this yes. Rogers thing that I wanted to say allegedly um, is that not only is Rogers again, it's probably semantics that he's bickering with, poised to be the highest paid player in NFL history. He's also going to be the most powerful player in did I say NBA? Sorry, NFL history. Highest paid player oh, in same. NFL history. He's also going to yep. be the most powerful player in NFL history because you don't get this kind of money um, without having the power that comes with it. You don't get this kind of money without having meetings with Matt LaFleur to discuss short and long-term goals, which is what I heard earlier today. He's going to have influence over this organization in a way that he hasn't had to this point, which is saying something. You commit $50 million a year reportedly to somebody, he's practically 
the executive that he wanted to be last offseason when he finally showed up. Oh, and hold, look, Rogers is joining us now. Connor Rogers, that is. We did not plan nice. this, but it is good to have Connor, our old buddy Connor Rogers here from Bleacher Report and Pro Football Focus. Uh, can't wait to dive into draft with you, but first and foremost, let's just combine these two blockbuster transactions. Rogers staying in Green Bay, Russell Wilson going to Denver. Before we get into specifics of each one, what's your major takeaway about this day of fun on the uh, quarterback front so far? Well, thanks for letting me crash the party, guys. Always good to talk to you. It's just been chaos. It's hard to even keep up with right now. I think the the most notable thing is it felt like as soon as Rodgers obviously went back to Green Bay that Denver had a, a true plan B to the point where all the terms were immediately worked out with. And Seattle, interestingly, interestingly enough, turns the page to a rebuild with the old, oldest coach in the NFL and Pete Carroll. So I think that's fascinating to me where – now they're picking in the top 10 when they didn't have a first-round pick because of the Jamal Adams trade. Did they look at their quarterback of the future? Because let's be real, we don't think it's true lock, right? How much of a contender does this make Denver, of course, because they still got to deal with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert within their own division and a Raiders team that was kind of a pest last year. And then for Green Bay, I think this gives them kind of that Bucks motivation of last year of how do we find a way to keep everyone? Can we keep Zadarius Smith off the edge? We're going to franchise Devontae Adams and try to work out an extension with him to keep him on a parallel timeline with Aaron Rodgers while he's here. So this kind of allowed everyone else to get their real NFL offseason going. So Michael and I got going already on the Russell Wilson front. There wasn't much disagreement when it, when it came to Aaron Rodgers, but with Russell Wilson, Michael, if I may speak for you, Michael, Michael feels like Seattle just completely dropped the ball, that this was a mistake to trade him in general, let alone what they got for him. I like this trade for Seattle. I like them hitting the reset button and moving on from a quarterback who had one foot out the door since he put out his list publicly last year. And, and they just mentioned the lack of draft capital that they already had, the holes on this roster. Yes, Pete Carroll's the oldest coach in the league. I like the trade for Seattle. Michael is weeping for the Pacific Northwest right now. Where, where oh, are you yes. from now? That's right. I think the issue with it, when you talk about Russell Wilson, a bona fide top five quarterback in the NFL for a while now, the return is always going to underwhelm you, right? Now, the hardest part of all of this, guys, is projecting what he is going forward because he did not look like the same guy to me this year, but that offensive line hasn't been very good, and it felt like a relationship. Uh, from knowing who I know in Seattle, it felt like a relationship that both sides wanted a fresh start. For the longest time, it kind of felt like quietly Russell Wilson wanted that fresh start, and finally the Seahawks had come full circle and they wanted that fresh start. So I'm curious to see what they can do with the ammo that they now got in return for him because this trade can look really ugly. It's not a great quarterback class. We know that. So them picking in the top 10 this year does not mean that they are absolutely getting the future of their franchise. Are they going to look to move out of that pick and get more ammo and load up for 2023, which has a much more promising quarterback group as it stands right now and really accept that this is going to be a true rebuild, a three-year rebuild. And then for Denver, on the flip side of it, I really like the trade because, number one, I don't think the return was absolutely insane. You have a win-now roster that has been hamstrung by the quarterback position for how long? Uh, because whether it was Teddy, whether it was Drew Locke, whether it was failures to trying to address that position, we know even if Russ starts to decline, and that's not a proven thing yet, 
He has talent around him now that elevates his game again. They have a young running back in Javante Williams that they can rely on and hand the ball to 25 times a game if they need to. Oh, I love yeah, him. Portland. Oh, I love him. Yeah. Oh, he's going to, guys, he's going to be a top five running back in the NFL next year. You got good wide receivers. We know what that defense can do, especially with the corners that they have and Justin Simmons' safety. I just think when you look at it, this was a win now roster. Denver had to do this. Seattle, a little bit more questionable, not going to lie. Yeah, you know what, Connor? I, I'm, it's way too early uh, on March 8th to do this, but let's do it anyway. And look at the AFC. So you had your AFC championship game participants. You had Kansas City, great quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. You had Cincinnati with Joe Burrow, divisional round. There it is again. You got Josh Allen, another terrific quarterback. So now you add Denver and Russell Wilson. If you look at the AFC, if you had to call it now, let's do it just for the sake of this. Who's the favorite in the AFC? Is it Denver? I think it's the Bills. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, from what we saw from Josh Allen, and I know they came up a little bit short, but I think they, when you look at everyone's roster, right, they have the best chance at not only continuity, but a chance to get even better. I mean, I think we almost forget with the Bills, they were missing one of their best players in Trey White due to injury in the playoffs. He has been a cornerstone for that defense for a long time. They're getting him back. They're going to make flexibility with the cap space to add to that roster. They have picks to get better. Of course, the Chiefs are a team with Patrick Mahomes that are always going to be right around there. The Bengals, I hate to be like, come off as a hater here, right? But I feel like this was a little bit flash in the pan this year. I, oh, I would be surprised Connor. if they can replicate. Talk to me, baby. Talk to me, baby. Hold I, on. Hey, hey, oh, hey, I, Connor. <laughs> Connor, take oh, your you time. Take, first of all, oh, you slow fraud. down. Take your time. You can fraud. I get you a drink? Can I get you a drink, bro? Hey, take Let's have a moment. Let's have some fun. Connor, can I have a moment? Could you just you please just step this take up the floor? Connor, a, mo a moment. No, no, I'll give it right back to you. I just want to. I just want to have a, a private moment with Michael Holly. Excuse us for a second. You fraud. You fraud. Because you sat there and you talked about. Oh, I've come around on the Bengals. I'm all in on the Bengals now. I see the light on the Bengals. And then you kissed Zach Taylor's about? ass when he came on the show. You acted all <laughs> nice. You made sweet eyes with Zach Taylor. Talking about how much you're in on the it's Bengals. My buddy. The first That's time somebody expresses skepticism about the Bengals, you get excited. I knew you were a I fraud. Just, Connor, continue. I, I'm excited. I knew, no, Connor is a you a hater to your heart. Connor is a great. He's a great analyst. He, he I didn't say anything about Zach Taylor when or the Bengals. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I just want to listen to Connor. Who what are you really are. When somebody shows was, you who they are, believe them. Uh, Go Connor, ahead, Connor. I was Connor, very I curious how that would be received. Connor, uh, and, uh, yeah, I apologize. Okay. I apologize for my co-host, uh, Connor. He's very rude. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I love it. This is uh, this is fun, right? This is you know with the Bengals, man. Like. You can't, and I know they got there without an offensive line, but you can't fix an entire offensive line in one offseason. And with the way this draft is going to play out, they're in the position where they're going to miss the wave of the ones that I really, really value as true plug and play starters until they prove to me that they'll go out and give out true guaranteed contracts and take their swings in the market. You know, it's kind of hard to just rely on free agency with them. And you're going to have to keep up with the Chiefs that are an absolute wagon, the Bills that are an absolute wagon. I mean, we didn't even get into the fact that the Chargers Chargers should take a big step this year with Justin Herbert. They need to, and they have the 17th, 17th overall pick. They're going to make a, a real big ad with that pick, whether it's on offense or defense, the way this draft is set up. That's kind of the window to get a really good player in this draft. So 
it's hard for me to love the Bengals right now. And then you talk about Denver. It's one of those things that you really need to see it. But they're, they're absolutely in the mix in those top four teams. You know, um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to point out that the Bengals uh, have more cap space than any other playoff team. Um, but I like you, Connor. So I'm going to just go ahead and let that slide and move on. Let's just move forward amicably. I'm not going to Yeah, let's just let's just keep it pushing and <laughs> talk about the draft. Uh, <laughs> love, love what you do for Bleacher Report as well as uh, over at Pro Football Focus with the NFL uh, Stock Exchange podcast. So look, um, number one, there's some intrigue at number one. Most people think it's offensive tackle. Some debate as to which one. Uh, Evan Neal or, or Iki uh, Ikwanu. Um, I know you love Aiden Hutchinson and feel like the the Lions are just gonna like fall over themselves to turning that card of Aiden yep. Hutchinson's that too. Just what's your read on the top of the draft post combine? Well, it's interesting that we're having this conversation today because Jacksonville just franchise tagged their left tackle and Cam Robinson. So now everybody's looking around, going, "What does this mean for the future?" I, I don't overreact to things like that because. With the offensive line, you're building in two to three year windows. You're not looking to build it in band-aid windows. So they are still, to me, a favorite to take one of the tackles. And I do think it would be Evan Neal as much as Aquanu. He's my top offensive lineman. I think he's going to end up my top overall player. But I think that they are going to fall in love with Evan Neal's size, length, that athleticism to be a cornerstone on the left side. He started on the right side. He started at guard. They're going to love that versatility with him. So... I think for Jacksonville, guys, I'm honestly, there's a real feel there. They are afraid of the perception of failing Trevor Lawrence. So when you hear all those things for so long, you find it so hard to believe that they would take a defensive player number one overall in this draft, no matter what, because of the way the perception is about how poorly they constructed the coaching staff and the roster around the former number one overall pick. They need to find a way to get it right around him. They have a ton of money to spend. But the offensive line class gets thin really quick. So if you don't convince guys to come to Jacksonville, then you have to go to the draft. So I think if I was a betting man right now, I would go with Evan Neal as the number one overall pick. And then, yes, the Lions would sprint, sprint that card in to take Aiden Hutchinson. Then the real draft starts with the Texans at three. So you say sprint to Hutchinson. So I'm guessing you think Hutchinson is by far... Uh, the best player in the draft, or is he is he the best by a hair over Neil or someone else? I actually like Kayvon Thibodeau better than Hutchinson, but just coming Welcome off the week the in Indy, yeah, coming off the <laughs> week right. in Indy, you know, it's interesting when you're like a draft analyst, right? You bring the things to the table that you hear or know, and then you bring your opinions to the other side of the table. And for me, I start this process in June every year. Kayvon Thibodeau started out as the number one player on my board, and he has not left that spot and I don't think he you know like I said a Quanu could pass him but it's offensive line he's still going to be the top edge prospect for me and that's a group that has Aiden Hutchinson in it so I look at Thibodeau I don't have these personality concerns that are the hot new wave to talk about with him I think he's an interesting guy I think he's a bright guy I think he does like football and if you watch three years of him at Oregon since he was a true freshman on campus there uh, you would see that with the way he plays the athleticism is excellent. I know Aiden Hutchinson's a good athlete as well. But when you look at Thibodeau, a former five-star kind of guy, he's lived up to those expectations. He's going to come in and be an excellent player. Just because he's not Miles Garrett or Chase Young or a Bosa 
doesn't mean that he can't come in and be a big-time player. So just because teams love Aiden Hutchinson and you have a couple factors with the Lions, the, the local aspect of it, the fact that they think his floor is higher than Thibodeau, things like that, doesn't mean that he's long-term a better player than Thibodeau could be. Thank you. You made up for your Bengals slander by uh, by speaking it's all our about language. balance. We are we are the official cheerleading squad for Kayvon Thibodeau since we talked to him at the That's Super right. Bowl. All these Love personality questions, you know. Look, I guess skipping out on the combine isn't the best look, but uh, we'll see what he does at his pro day April first. All right. Speaking of freakish athletes, uh, I just want to focus on Georgia, and I guess which of these combine performances stood out to you the most slash will have the most impact at the top of the draft. Uh, Davis, Wyatt, or Trayvon Walker, which, you know, most experts would suggest that that's one of the best combine performances they've ever seen. So just, just, just hone in on, on the Georgia uh, defensive line prospects in particular. Ironically, all of them. I, I think Jordan Davis was a fringe round one player in the eyes of the NFL because of the fact that he played, what, 50% of the snaps and is a run-first defender uh, compared to somebody like Devontae Wyatt, his teammate that has more pass rush juice. Now with Davis, you have one of the most ridiculous things we've ever seen at this event at that size. You kind of wonder, the 40 okay, we get or the broad joke, like, all, all of the all, above. <laughs> it's all insane. Or the impression of yeah. the Rock at the interview. I mean, this yeah. guy is a character. He, he's unbelievable. Yeah. The things you can do when you go to a nickel, and a lot of teams are base nickel right now. You can play him in the middle of your line, and you could have a lighter box and put more defenders on the back end. He could change your defense. Wyatt kind of you know falls into play for someone like the Raiders that need an interior player that's a three-down guy. Run, uh, stop the run, get after the quarterback. And then you look at Trayvon Walker, who is going ahead of all of them. Uh, he's going in the top 10. He is what we call a traits-based prospect. What he was asked to do at Georgia is mostly play a kind of a tweener position on the defensive line. He is a run defender first that is still figuring out how to rush the passer with the plan. Right now, he is all power, and he's got a lot of that, but everybody is strong and fast in the NFL, so there will be an acclimation period for Trayvon Walker, but a team will bet on that in the top 10. Somebody like the New York Giants right there, or the now the Seahawks at 9, they will bet on that in the top 10 to turn into, two years from now, a high-end pass rusher. And I'll sneak one in here for you guys. Their safety, Lewis Seen who ran sub 4-4-40. I love him. I know everybody's obsessed with talking about Kyle Hamilton in the top 10. Lewis Seen deserves to be a first-round player and has made the safety class very, very interesting. That is a historic college defense. Well, speaking of historic, it was a great year for, hey, I'm being balanced, Mike. Great year for Jamar Chase, uh, the number five pick in the draft, and went in and uh, set some records and helped the Bengals reach the Super Bowl. And I say that because I wonder if there's another prospect in this draft that you see as, hey, this team, this team that didn't have a great record in 2021, they draft that guy. He has the ability to transform a bad team, help take a bad team to a playoff team. Who's that guy? Oh, man. I don't think this draft has one, to be honest with you. But if you're looking for somebody mm. to come as close as possible to that, I think Sauce Gardner can be an eraser in a sense where you mm. put him out on the field and you say, you are going to trail the number one. You are going to be the absolute alpha dog of the secondary. You come up and play and run support. He's an incredible personality. Such a confident but humble personality that came in as a 160-pound recruit and has transformed himself into this six-foot-three shutdown man-to-man corner that's going to be a top-ten pick of the draft. 
when you have that kind of player that can erase number one wide receivers, it forces the quarterback to completely ignore that side of the field. That makes a gigantic difference on any kind of defense or any kind of division. So while this class doesn't have that superstar talent with the ball in his hands, and it's a good wide receiver class, but there's no Jamar Chase. That, that wouldn't be fair. Uh, there's not going to be a lot of Jamar Chase level prospects in our lifetime, guys. Sauce Gardner is somebody that can come in and completely change your game plan and really frustrate offensive coordinators for a long time. Uh, I got two more questions for you, and they're sort of related. Uh, I think it says a lot that we've waited this long talking to uh, Connor Rogers, uh, lead draft analyst for Bleacher Report, um, and not gotten to the quarterback position. Uh, now, Malik Willis, I mean, great workout, uh, even was a good Samaritan while he was in Indianapolis. Yeah. Kenny Pickett, small hands aside, seemed to impress physically. Desmond Ritter uh, certainly did not hurt himself in Indianapolis. Um, the supply and demand of quarterbacks, it, you know, they always get pushed up higher than they should. How high could we see any of these quarterbacks go after what they've done in Indy and what we expect to see them do the rest of this draft process? It feels like the top 10 is kind of that, the, you know, the latter half of that top 10 is the ceiling. And you're probably looking at Malik Willis because of the traits, because of the ceiling. You can bet on him and say, okay, he might need a little time. And honestly, I think all of these guys need time, but he could be a superstar. That's how you draft a top 10 pick. You look for a superstar. So Seattle now has to do their homework at nine. Carolina at six yeah. has to do their homework. They can, yeah. Carolina has to figure this thing out. And the answer is not Sam Darnold. We know that. So I think Malik and the Steelers obviously can move up from 20 to go get him. That's going to be very expensive now. So I think Malik Willis is the guy that can really flip this draft upside down and shake things up just because of the talent that's there. Um, he really checks all the boxes, whether it's traits, uh, character, everything. He's just such a, a polarizing player in a sense of everybody wants overnight stars, and you might have to let him be one of those guys that marinates a little bit and gets acclimated, like Trey Lance last year, uh, to be fair, like a Trey Lance that mm. everybody knew needs a year. I mean, you know, obviously Malik's coming from Liberty. Trey came from the FCS. And when you look at it, he just needs a little bit of time. But, you know, as much as I don't love this quarterback class and think it's going to be hard to have one in the top 20 players of this draft, Malik is the guy that's the home run swing. And that's the way the league is going. You, you don't win playoff games usually by hitting doubles on quarterbacks. Besides Jimmy Garoppolo, which that team has carried him for a long time. You need the stars. You need Joe Burrow. You need Josh Allen. You need Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers has been there a lot. So I think that's why Malik's going to be the guy. And then Kenny Pickett will go in the first round. Obviously, I think his ceiling is around a Derek Carr level player, uh, which is not very high. There's not a lot of to tap into there with him being an older prospect in the style of play. And then I think everybody else is kind of looking at the beginning of the second round. Okay, and you touched on it. Last thing I have for you, Seattle now in that nine spot where uh, you guys at, at the NFL Stock Exchange had Jermaine Johnson uh, going to Denver, the edge uh, player going to Denver with the nine spot. Maybe Seattle starts to look quarterback. Maybe it's Malik Willis or somebody like that at nine. Maybe they wait. But also the other big news of the week, it feels like, a lifetime ago that Calvin really was suspended for at least the 2022 season for gambling um, with Atlanta at eight. You guys at the uh, stock exchange had Kyle Hamilton projected there in your latest mock. Then that happens. Obviously they have Kyle Pitts who's a tight end wide receiver type. So you don't they don't necessarily need a one, but could the Ridley news coupled with the uh, this trade today, Russell Wilson to Denver now putting Seattle in the top 10. 
those two things at eight and nine. What's the domino effect there? Does the wide receiver and quarterback run start earlier than anticipated? It's got two things, right? Number one, it could be the wide receiver run. You can take a Garrett Wilson, who I compare to Calvin Ridley uh, before everything happening. I think he tested a lot better at the combine. You could take Garrett Wilson and say, hey, we're going to get this thing restarted with Pitts. Garrett Wilson, we're going to bring back Cordero Patterson, and we really like our offense. Uh, You know, even as Matt Ryan gets to the end here, then we know when we draft a rookie, he's coming into a really good situation that Arthur Smith can build. Or the one that I like a lot better that gets interesting, maybe eight's the hot spot you give a ring, right? You say, that's a roster that needs a lot more cost-effective talent. They'd be willing to move out and get more draft picks, which I definitely think they would. You got to jump Seattle. You got to dr- you know, you got to jump the Commanders. All those teams that want quarterbacks, are the Steelers feeling yeah. crazy? Do they call Atlanta and say, we love Malik Willis. We'll come up to eight to get him. What's it going to cost? It would probably cost, obviously, pick 20. Uh, maybe two second rounders. It would be a little bit of a hefty price, but if you get your quarterback, your franchise quarterback, it's worth it. So I think Atlanta is now the jumping point, that launch point to go get the first quarterback off the board. Oh, wait, I lied, I lied, I lied, I lied. I beg your pardon. Everybody, I'm sorry. I apologize. I do have one more question. I would be remiss. See, I could do this all day with you, Connor Rogers. I, like, I'm, fun, I'm so man. excited Let's to talk do to it. you. It's been too long. It's our time of year. Matt Razor, dog. I got him in third round. See, I, I think I think the fifth round, no chance. Fourth round, you you're risking it. I think we see a, a third round punter, dog, at minimum. And I would do it in a heartbeat, no hesitation. Give me the punt god all day, dog. Talk to me. Talk to me about my guy. Yeah, that's right. Go ahead, Mike. This don't concern you. This is for real He's draft mix right here. <laughs> this is for real draft fans. This ain't got nothing to Man. do with you. Yeah, go ahead, Connor. Talk to me about Matt Razor, baby. He's like the booby miles of special teams players, right? He could punt, he could kick, he could tackle, he could paint the back porch, he could do the whole thing. I think that's what's a lot of fun with him is that, you know, it's a rare player when, imagine in a world where you only have to use one roster spot for both your punter and your kicker. I think a special teams coach or any coach would have a dream of that. Now, I don't believe in drafting special teams players uh, until day three of the draft, so we'll see if he breaks a trend. I know there's obviously been kickers taken very early before, but I think now everybody's scared of that, especially after the Aguayo situation in Tampa a couple of years ago. But Ariza, Man. He, uh, he's got a lot Miss of fans. Me with that. He's got Miss a lot of fans right now. He, I hey, think the fourth listen. round is the sweet spot. Oh, okay, and I think a lot of people think it that way, which is why you got to take him in the third. At least that's what there I would go. do. I'd take him in the third and be happy with it. I would take you first overall, Connor Rogers. The Thank man. you for the knowledge, brother. Keep up the great work with PFF. Thank you, Connor. Uh, we'll see you again soon, man. Let's do this on the regular, especially as uh, today, draft man. season heats up. <laughs> Guys, so fun to talk to you. Always a blast. Thanks for having me. All right. Yeah, thank you. You are on the game today, man. On it. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! 
the most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. stand behind my wife and how she's feeling because um, it's not just about this year. Um, right now, she's reached a point um, and my family has reached a point to where it's really weighing on them. Um, and it's very unfortunate uh, just for me personally, because um, this is just a game. This is just a game. This is not end all be all. And when it comes to basketball, I don't mind the criticism of missing and making shots but the moment it becomes where you sh- you know my name is getting shamed um it becomes a, a, a issue um I've kind of let it go in the past you know just because it never really bothered me but um it really kind of hit me the other day honestly I was uh, me and my wife was at um teacher parent conference for my son <clears throat> um and the teacher told me she's like uh, Noah He's so proud of his last name. He writes it everywhere. He writes it on everything. He he tells everybody, he walks around and says, I'm Westbrook, Westbrook, that's his last name. And it kind of, I kind of sat there in shock and it hit me like, damn, like I can no longer allow people, um, you know, for example, Westbrook to me is now shaming, like it's shaming my name. It's uh, my legacy for my kids. Um, it's a name that's means more, not just to me, but to my wife, to my mom, my dad, uh, the ones um, that kind of paved the way for me. And and that's just one example. I mean, that kind of hit myself and my wife in a, in a place where um, it's not great, man. And, and, you know, I think a lot of it, a lot of times, you know, I let it slide, but it's now time to put a stop to, to that and put it on notice. Like there's a difference and I, we need to make sure that it's understood. And every time I do hear it now, I will make sure that I address it and uh, make sure that I nip that in the butt. It's really um, the, the shaming of my name, the shaming of my character, the shaming of who I am as a person um, is to me is not warranted. Um, I haven't done anything to anybody. I haven't hurt anyone. I haven't done anything but play basketball a way that people may not like. Um, and this is just a game. This is just a game. This is not my entire life. Uh, um, and I think that is the the ultimate thing that's been for me. And I don't like to harp on, I kind of just kind of wanted out there, but once it starts to affect my, my family, my wife, um, even today, my mom says something about it today and it affects them even going to games. Like my, I don't even want to bring my kids to the game because I don't want them to hear people calling their dad nicknames and out of their names for no reason because he's playing the game that he loves. 
And it, it's, it's gotten so bad where, you know, my family don't even want to go to home games, to any game because of, um, you know, uh, not just the media across the globe use their platforms to constantly shame, shame, shame me. Um, and, you know, it's just super unfortunate, man. I'm, you know, and it's super upsetting to me. And I'm, you know, I'm at a point, you know, to where I'm going to continue to address it. It's just uh, unfortunate. All right, Mike, uh, there's a lot there. There are a lot of strands um, to, to separate, you know, old school. If you think about those, those beaded curtains, they put some over here, some in the middle, some over there. It's all seems to be together, but I think there are a lot of issues that Russell Wilson, excuse me, Russell Westbrook, of course, I knew I was going to do that. Uh, Russell Been Westbrook. doing it all day. Yep that he brought up and I want to say before I even get started, I want to applaud him and applaud the assembled media. I don't know how the question got started, how the session got started. Sometimes you just take credit because you were present. You were in that atmosphere and that atmosphere led to a, a pretty insightful window from from Russell Westbrook. I think he told you how he was truly feeling. It was genuine what he had to say. You don't have to agree with what he was saying, but you want a genuine response uh, if you're in those interview sessions. So I thought that was genuine. Uh, I, I thought we learned a lot about how Russell Westbrook thinks about the situation that he's in right now. Uh, kudos to everybody involved there. I also want to say that I think with professional sports, all professional athletes are used to or should be used to taking criticism directed at them that is fair criticism that doesn't involve anyone in the family, anybody in the public eye. If you're not prepared for it, maybe you should be prepared for somebody coming at you over what you do, whether it's your art, uh, your creation, your food, if you're in the restaurant business, somebody's gonna come at you. And I think you could deal with that as long as it doesn't if people you love are not unfairly brought into it. Now, where I disagree with Russell Westbrook emphatically, strenuously, violently disagree with him on people using his name as some kind of nickname. I, I, I really don't think it is, it's not a vulgar take on his mm -hmm. name. Uh, it really is a bat. It's a basketball insult. What happens? You know, either it's you miss the basket. It's says air ball. If you miss, if you hit the glass and it doesn't touch rim, it's a brick. You throw up a brick. He has thrown up bricks this year. I ain't talking about his mom or his dad. They're not either. They're not talking about his wife. They're not talking about the family name or anybody they ever meet named Westbrook. They're like, yo, oh, Westbrook. That is a shameful name because it happens to be shared by someone who uh, has disappointed us with the Los Angeles Lakers this year. And finally, Mike, I'll say, I mean, there's such more to much more to talk about this. I'm going to give it to you. Last thing I'll say is I think he has, because he's been, um, he's in this space right now. The season's not going well. It's not going well for him personally. He has said that. I think he may be a little early, maybe a little premature with the legacy thing. 
Your legacy, Russell Westbrook, will not be defined by what happens with the LA Lakers this season. The yeah. legacy is you're one fairly of the secure. best players ever. Yeah, a you're one of the best players ever to play this secure. game. Yeah. So much yeah. absence yeah. championship. Hey, triple yeah. double. Uh, you know, in multiple seasons, MVP. No, I said, I, I'm saying. I, I, said, I mean, when I, when I say absent a championship, if he were to add a championship to his resume, yeah, then his legacy it, it could go to another place. But I'm yeah. saying, like, well, what he's done, he is who he is, which goes back to. I don't even blame Russell Westbrook for this failed experiment. They knew what they were getting and to ask him to adapt to be a third star, a non-dominant ball handler or somebody who doesn't finish games or somebody who comes off the bench hypothetically. That's not that's not how this dude is wired and you write about. Yeah, he's wired a certain way, which is why he got triggered by this. Simply put my this is a hit dog hollering. Now before I get to that, let me just say this one. You just said it, but I'll just repeat. It bears repeating. Uh, family is off limits. Death threats are out of bounds. Anybody yeah, doing that to Nina Westbrook, her children, her family, that's there, there's no place for that. Full stop. None. But I exactly. think we're being extreme here. And by we, I mean the people harassing the Westbrooks and Russell Westbrook in last night's post-game press conference after they lost Sans LeBron to San Antonio. So I'm glad we didn't get too excited after that uh, game against the Warriors over the weekend. Um, they've been extreme in, in both instances, extreme when it comes to actual harassment and extreme with suggesting that somehow your name has been tarnished with as you yourself pointed out, you've done too much in the community first and foremost, but for this game and in this game for your name to have shame attached to it. Like, okay, Marlo Stansfield, your name is your name. I got it. But right. it's not right. like your name is associated with, you know, crime or violence or any of the uh, of the things that uh, somebody should really be ashamed to be associated with. Look, man, once upon a time, they called LeBron LeBrick. Right now in 2022, People and by people, I mean primarily Charles Barkley calls one of your teammates street clothes. Yeah. Tragic Johnson ring a bell. Yeah. I mean, listen, man, like there's a there's there's a line and I'm not and, 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 and too often fans as 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 Michael Fassbender, Steve Jobs once said, whoever said the customer is always right was I promise you a customer and way too often fans think that they are entitled to being able to say what they want to these players. And I like this day and age where players are checking these fans in on the spot or getting them up out of there if they go too far. But Westbrook, when you're shooting 43% from the field, 28% from three, and when last night you shot seven of 13 from the, the free throw line and five of 14 from the field, including 0 for 2 from 3 in a game at San, at San Antonio that your team so desperately needed you to be that star in relief of LeBron. Yeah, Westbrook is appropriate. Like I, Now listen, for me, Michael, for, as for me and mine, and I don't want to pull in some other talking heads BS. I don't want to get caught up in some other talking yeah. heads drama. I'll leave that for them. Right, right. My personal yep, yep, policy, right. I have never played on somebody's name. I've never co-opted somebody's name. I always try to be of nothing else fair. You may not disagree with me, right. but I always you may not agree with me. Excuse me, but I always try to keep in mind that one somebody's family may be watching or reading as the case may be or two. I may have to see this dude. 
So the same way I talk to the fans <laughs> about you wouldn't say that to them in the street. I try to approach it that yeah. same way. Anything I say on camera, I try as best I can over 20 years of doing this to be comfortable saying it to somebody's face. Okay, that's so that that's my personal policy. So I would never say West Brick, but it's appropriate. The shoe fits here. If they yeah. were talking about your family, they'd have said, hey, let's gather up all these bricks and build a shelter because I want your mother and your sister out of my house immediately. That would be talking about your family. But when you're shooting 28% right, right. from three, when you're shooting 43% from the field, this is what you and get paid $44 from million. Dollars. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad I didn't forget about. Thank you for thank you. I knew there was yeah. one other thing I was forgetting. Thank you. Like yeah. there, this is what you get paid $44 million for to perform and to endure. Whether you're an artist at a concert, whether you're a chef at a restaurant, whether you're a talking head, the comment section yeah. gonna come at you. The fans gonna come at you. And if you don't like it, don't opt into your $47 million contract next year. That's right. And I never want right. to throw to yeah. throw somebody's salary at them. They get paid this money for a reason, but they get paid That's to entertain. And the customers, they do live and die with this. It may not be the end all be all to you, Russell Westbrook, which your play your style of play belies that. He says that, but he doesn't play like somebody who doesn't leave it all out on the floor, who doesn't take this thing home with him. His passion suggests that he cares about this game a lot more than he lets on. At least his style of play does. But the fans that are paying their money to do it, a lot of them do unfortunately live and die by it. Fan is short for fanatic. And so when they come in at you calling you Westbrook, how about you shoot better? But guess what? This is who he is and who he's always been. It's a bad fit. It's unfortunately at home in LA. I hate to hear him say he can't bring his family to the games, but he's talking like somebody who's new to this. Brian, like, yeah, I, I yeah, mean, exactly. Russ, like, yeah, that, thank you. And, and thank he's you. also talking That's about somebody who didn't I, once intimate, if not flat out, call Kevin Durant a cupcake. Let's not forget that. Right. Let's not forget that. So and it's like, Russ, this is the game. Yeah. Though. Game is the here's game. The, here's the other Always. thing. All right, that's it. I, 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 when, I, when, I, when I listened to it, I listened to it multiple times just to make sure I wasn't missing anything. Uh, one of my thoughts was, man, Russell Westbrook doesn't get it. He doesn't get what this thing is. And I, I've, I've mentioned Terry Francona before. I uh, had uh, the pleasure of, uh, of writing a book on him many years ago. One of the things he always said, because he used to get all kinds of vile email, and, and sometimes, you know, just from a, a random fan on the street, and sometimes they would leave their email address and these emails were coming from Harvard professors. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, and he would say some of the things he was funny about. It, he was like, some of the things they're asking me to do here, Michael, are anatomically impossible. I can't possibly do what they're telling me to do based <laughs> on some decision that I made last night in the Red Sox game. But one thing he always said was, you can't have this passion and not have a downside to it. You can't have people selling out, you know, uh, building their lives around a team, around a game, around an event, getting into the merchandise, getting into debates with people, sports talk radio, what we're doing here, talking head TV, digital platforms, all this stuff. You can't have all of that and all, so much interest in your game and in your sport and then not have a downside yeah. to it. The downside is, unfortunately, that's why I don't think I disagree with you. I shouldn't say disagree with you. I take a different approach. I don't think about somebody's family when I'm doing this. So that means I'm not going to bring in your family unnecessarily when I'm criticizing you. But it also means that I'm not going to stop short of criticism because 
Your kid. Oh can no, be watching, I don't. Cri- or your no, wife God no. Wait, no. First of all, no. I didn't say that. I would never not criticize somebody because their grandmother might get mad at me. I'm saying right. I don't make it personal. I don't. I, I realize that I'm talking about human beings. Like I wouldn't be. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't have been doing this for 20 years if I shied away from criticism. No, I will criticize anybody who deserves criticism. I'm saying, talk about somebody else with the same kind of respect that I would want. So it's not personal. I'm not gonna call your names. I'm not. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not. I'm not gonna yeah, like, yeah, right. challenge you to some kind of fight from afar because out of the safety of a room above my garage. That's what I mean. I'm, tr- I'm right. trying to be fair and keep it professional. <laughs> I personally Shout do not feel fight. like there's a professionalism involved with uh, taking somebody's name and remixing it. That's all I was. But saying. these are. But but they're you- not pros. But they, but in this case, you're right. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. It's not professional. I wouldn't do it either. But. Russell Westbrook is looking for fairness and, 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 and deep thoughtfulness from people who are just coming and want the Lakers to win and they look at him and he's been a disappointment. Well, again, so they are again, they're this doing is all being combined It's part yeah. fan is part talking head who shall remain nameless because yeah, dang, I don't know. The bottom line is yeah. it's all a combination. This is this is not happening in a vacuum. It's not just one isolated incident. This is an right. ongoing thing, and it's just kind of come to a head. If you think Russell Westbrook got it bad, what you think Ben Simmons gonna hear when he sits on a bench on Thursday in Philadelphia when he returns as a member of the Nets? Doc Rivers had an interesting idea. I don't know if you saw this, Michael. But I want you to hear this. Doc, you guys have a big game on Thursday against the Nets. Yeah. Two-part question. One, chatter on Twitter suggests that you guys should give Ben Simmons a tribute video. Do you think that you guys should give him one? Well, that's a loaded question. I know. Um, yeah, I do actually. You know, Ben was very did Ben did a lot of good things here. You know, uh, it didn't end well, right? Uh, just like marriages and all kinds of other things don't end well, right? But um, Ben did a lot of good things here, and so you know, it's funny. I don't know if we are or not, but uh, if we did, I'd have no issues with it. Second part of that question. If you could make a comparison, I remember Vince Carter being a New Jersey net playing in Toronto for the first time. Ben, of course, won't play. What do you think that atmosphere will be like? No, I, don't, I don't get involved in that. I don't know. Uh, our fans are so silent, so I can't imagine anything happening. <laughs> good, good answer. Yeah. <laughs> Friend of the show, David Gardner, writer for the New York Times, Washington Post, Sports Illustrated, The Ringer, and other places is back. It has been too long, man. It's so good to see you. Um, I want to start there with you. Uh, you could go with any sport, but I do want to start with uh, with Thursday night's uh, reunion of sorts between the Sixers and the Nets coming off that blockbuster trade. Um, I, I, I first of all, I'll just I'll start with my take on it. Everybody can't get a tribute video. He might have made a couple of All Star <laughs> games. He might have been an All NBA defensive player or what have you. He did some good things, but not good enough to get a tribute video. Let's stop watering down tribute videos. Just because you played somewhere, don't even get a video when you come back. Especially if you decided you didn't want to play there no more. Having said all that, what kind of scene do you expect? What's the significance? Just from Ben Simmons' perspective, we just finished talking about Russell Westbrook. Ben Simmons is definitely going to hear it in Philadelphia. Just what does it mean him even being in that building? He's not playing, but just being in that building, David. Yeah, well, I think, you know, when you're talking about tribute videos, you have to remember you're talking about the NBA here where basically any good player makes it into the Hall of Fame. It's not the same kind of, you know, caliber that you need in the NFL to get into the Hall of Fame. So maybe we should lower our standards for tribute videos. That being said, 
I'd be pretty surprised if Philadelphia fans were willing to endure a Ben Simmons tribute oh video. God. You know, to your point, I don't think that he's, you know, going to get one. I don't think the reaction will be nice. I think what's interesting to see now today is there's a report out that this is going to be part of Ben Simmons trying to get some of his money back that he got in fines for not playing with the team. He's saying that it was, you know, essentially a hostile work environment that he had there in Philadelphia. And I think, you know, the crowd booing tonight is going to be part of their process now for trying to see if he can get some of that fine money back. That's interesting. All right, so, so there's uh, a little, little more so evidence David, to support his case, in other words. That's right. Uh, David, number one question is, who won the trade? I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I, <laughs> Michael Smith says, ask everybody pet, that question. It's a pet peeve. I'm not going to ask you that. It's a pet peeve uh, now. <laughs> but I, but I am going uh, to get your take on the best team, not in basketball, but the best team in the East, because it looks like Philadelphia has a case. It looks like Milwaukee has a case. Miami, Chicago sliding. And maybe even Boston, but you know, just separate uh, the, the pretenders from the from the real guys. And who do you think is the best team in the Eastern Conference? One team. I think right now the hottest team in the Eastern Conference, and it's hard for me to tell the difference sometimes between the hottest team and the best team because you just don't know how long it's going to last. But to me, the Heat are playing like they're the best team in the Eastern Conference right now. I think they're number one in the standings. I don't have it pulled up in front of me right now, but I think they're the number one team in the East right now. I think they've got a great and balance got in their offense. Back. And they got Oladipo back. Absolutely. And so, yeah, this is a team that looks like it's firing on all cylinders. It looks like they're peaking at the right time. I think they've got a lot of confidence. They've got a lot of swagger in their game, too. And then, of course, I mean, uh, you can't count out Philadelphia at this point. I thought that the James Harden-Joel Embiid tandem was going to be good, and I didn't even expect it to be this good. People forget have forgotten over the last couple of years the kind of passer that James Harden is, the kind of court vision that he has. People make a lot of fun of the way that he manipulated NBA rules. But, of course, he's, you know, one of the top five best basketball players in the world so it's no surprise that he's been this good but to me this is just let's see those are the two top two teams in the east and he passed speaking of Harden well first of all he ran the steps afterward Michael I know that doesn't impress you because you know you're a Harden hater uh he also passed Reggie Miller on the all-time three-point list last night I mean it's just like that, that kind of snuck up on me uh that particular accomplishment uh meanwhile though one of my favorite, you know, Michael and I, uh, David, often joke about like greetings, you know, like, hey, I can't call it. Oh, I can't complain. Another day, another dollar, this, that, and the other. You know, sometimes somebody's like, yo, how's everything? I'd be like, depends on which day you ask, all right? That applies to the MVP race. It depends on which day you ask. Last night, another insane performance by both Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic, albeit against a shorthanded Golden State Warriors team. So I'm not going to hold you to this. I don't think I'm gonna hold anybody to this, but today, right now, as we speak, it, it seems like they kind of pulling away ever so slightly from Giannis, even though he's been on a tear himself. But let's just reduce it to the two bigs, Embiid or Jokic. Who you got? If I'm taking just between the two bigs, and I agree with you that those are the two guys who are at the top of it, I think it's Jokic. You know, I think you know Embiid, of course, has his numbers. He's playing great with. Hard new now in the offense too, but if you look at what Jokic does, the way he affects the game, there's nobody quite like him. I mean, I think I'd have to look up the numbers, but Embiid is probably somewhere around four assists per game, and Jokic is about eight. I mean, there's nobody that can replace what this guy does on the floor. And unfortunately, what happens with guys like Jokic happens with Embiid, happens with Giannis, is that 
they set such a high standard for their caliber of play that you tend to sleep on them. You say, oh, it's just another great Jokic performance. And it takes something like him scoring 50 plus points, 10 blocks, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, whatever he does on some crazy night for you to remember, oh my gosh, this guy is actually one of the best bigs probably in basketball history. We haven't talked about him like that yet, but this guy is well deserving of another MVP. You know, we look at those advanced stats there and I, I'm wondering um, which one, if any, I don't want to assume that you're deep into advanced stats, but if, if you're looking at, you know, all the, the menu, the buffet of advanced stats, which one do you place the most uh, value in? Among the ones that are up here right now? <laughs> or, or, or ones that, that, that are not up there. Maybe there's another one uh, that just really gets your attention. Yeah, I mean, I guess the one that I have the most familiarity with that I've been thinking about for the longest amount of time is PER and just thinking about the ways that guys are affecting the game in multiple different ways along the floor. I don't know how much I put, you know, value on advanced stats. You've got to do some combination of advanced stats plus the eye test. Sometimes guys like Jokic put up incredible numbers and even that doesn't, you know, show the way that they impact the game, show the way that they change things. And so it's always some combination of the two of them when you're thinking about something like an MVP race. Do want to get your thoughts on uh, the developments in the NFL, but I do have one more NBA question for you. Uh, speaking of the eye tests, um, who he who passes the eye test with flashing colors is with flying colors. I beg your pardon. Is future MVP John Morant? Um, you couldn't have told me that I'd be looking forward to Pelicans Grizzlies on a national TV on a Tuesday night, but here we are, and I certainly am. When you watch John ja Morant play must see TV that he is you see what David and John Morant I say who we were promised in Zion Williamson you know that was the Ooh. hype that was coming out of Duke you know Zion hey he may come back <laughs> nice. I'm I'm the biggest fan of Zion Williamson I would love to watch him play basketball again unfortunately it has not worked out with the Pelicans so far and with his health so far I hope that he's got a speedy recovery. I hope we see him on the floor again. But this is the kind of electricity that everybody was talking about with Zion Williamson coming into the NBA draft, coming into the NBA. That's why he was taken number one. What Ja has done has brought electricity to this franchise that was, you know, a smaller market that was somewhat forgotten, which is what Zion was supposed to do with New Orleans. He has made them, to your point, must-see TV every single night. The guy is having a dunk contest by himself every single night. And I totally agree. I think he's probably maybe right behind DeMar DeRozan in the MVP, NBA MVP ballots right now. You mentioned the, the word electricity. Yeah, you, you talked about electricity uh, and Mike just uh, alluded to it a, a minute ago. What a day in the NFL. Russell Wilson traded to the Broncos. Aaron Rodgers signs a historic contract, biggest contract in NFL history. You know, what, what stands out to you about today? Any small detail of those two items I just mentioned to get your attention. Well, I tweeted earlier that, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I will say that uh, it's quite good. It's quite a good break for the NFL that the day after they have to suspend a guy for a full year for gambling on games, all of a sudden here come these two tremendous news breaks for them. So I'm not saying it was coordinated or anything like that, but I'm just saying, you know, the NFL PR Bad office news is, is very pleased. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's just they are Not very pleased yeah. by these developments. Yeah. Uh, and the other big takeaway I would say from this is that, uh, you know, I don't see that there's a way that the Seahawks won this trade. You know, I know we were joking earlier about, you know, does somebody win or lose a trade? But I don't know how you give up somebody like Russell Wilson for what they got in return, even if he is, you know, there's some questions about his health. There's some questions about, you know, how long he can continue to play. I look back to what Bruce Arians said at the combine about his retired 44-year-old quarterback in Tom Brady. He was joking, I know, but there was some serious in there that it would have taken five first-round picks for him to part ways with the rights to Tom Brady, who may not even play again next season. So I don't think you can say two firsts, two seconds, and a couple of backups are, you know, decent enough return for a guy like Russell Wilson, who may end up taking, you know, well, in the AFC, he may end up taking the Broncos to the wild card game this year. It's going to be a disaster (laughs) trying to get through that train wreck. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I do want to stay on the Calvin Ridley story for a moment. Now that we've had like a day to process it, you know, it's funny. The reason why they come, why, why gambling is such a cardinal sin in the NFL, and everybody should know this by now, is because you cannot mess with the integrity and the public trust in the product. So they take gambling especially seriously, probably more seriously than anything else, because you're hurting the bottom line. You're, you're, you're tarnishing the shield, so to speak. So it's an issue of integrity, right? But one thing the NFL does lack is integrity and credibility when it comes to internal investigations. So looking back at the statement they released yesterday, David and Michael, I'm like, are we to believe just because the NFL said so that nobody knew about this, that nobody else was involved in this, no inside information was used, and this was simply an isolated incident? And if it was, now take this the right way, David. If it was, how can somebody do this so wrong? Because if I'm gambling on the NFL and I'm in the NFL, guess what I'm using? Inside information. Now I'm using somebody else's phone. I'm using somebody else's name. And like Chris Carter, I'm getting me a fall guy. But like, Get you a fall why guy. wouldn't you use inside guy. information? Why? Like, I, you're in the NFL. So it's wrong from an NFL standpoint. But I think we can all recognize that it's naive to think that nobody else is doing this or nobody else will be tempted to do this given the proliferation of gambling in the NFL universe now and how much money everybody else is making. It's like, hey, stay out of this particular cookie jar. You can't have the chocolate chip cookies. You can have the oatmeal cookies that we allot to you, but not the chocolate chip cookies. Like somebody gonna decide they wanna dip their hand in this here gambling cookie jar. You know, I'm with you. I think it certainly strains belief that he was not using any inside information. I mean, how could you not, right? But at the same time, you know, he was joking and tweeting yesterday. He doesn't have a gambling problem. I was joking and tweeting that you can't have, you can't not have a gambling problem and bet on the Falcons to win a game, especially last season. So <laughs> I have some, uh, have some doubts about or, that. Or, or, or betting, or betting fifteen hundred and losing eleven million. That's a problem. Whether it's a it's disease a or beat. not, or whether you need help, that's a problem. Yes. <laughs> you no, know, no, it's a bad beat. But I think you know, to your point, what you were getting at there, Mike, a second ago is. It's really interesting because how the NFL says that they're working with their gambling partners. One, first of all, let's take the irony of the NFL having gambling partners and then suspending a player for gambling. You know, so they're working with their gambling partners to identify players who are gambling. But how far out does this extend? What if a guy is on the phone? Are they looking at every single phone call that Calvin Ridley make? What if he's calling his third cousin and telling him, hey, Matt Ryan's out for this game? How is the NFL exactly going to police something like that? This is the problem that they made when they got into bed with sports gambling 
so fully. They wanted yeah. this, and this is the complication that's going to come from it. There are going to be questions about the integrity of the game, valid questions about the integrity of the game, and this is not going to be the last time we're hearing about a player or someone related to a player or someone who's a friend with a player going down because of live bets on NFL games where players themselves are involved. And, and look, and, and David, you, you said player, and I agree with you. Player, how about coaches? Absolutely. How about coaches? Pete, Pete Carroll's cousin. Hey, hey Sean yeah. Payton was coaching last year. Now Sean Payton still got relationships in the league. Hey, you know what I heard? Can Sean Payton himself, can he gamble? Taking all of his knowledge uh, years in the league, is that bad? Or now that he's out of the league, it's cool? Like, there's so many connect general managers, their families, their friends. Hey, you didn't hear this from me, but this is going down. I heard this. Put some money on it. It's wide open, especially, as you said, they got in the bed. They, they, they ain't getting the bed. They stand with them. This ain't no one night stand. This is they, they consummated this relationship. They consummated oh, this yeah. relationship. Absolutely. I think that's a great point. I mean, Sean Payton, think about it. Like, think about the number of, think about his Rolodex. Think about his iPhone contacts. How many people could he call and get inside information on a game tomorrow if he wanted to? Hey, David, man, we appreciate the insight. Keep up the great work. Come back again soon, man. It's been too long. Yeah, happy to come by anytime. See you guys. All right, man. Take it easy. Thanks, David. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The legends are true. With overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all-new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. I can't lie, Michael. I'm still processing that Russell Wilson is know, a it's, Bronco. It's, like it's just, it's too. still, it's still mind blowing. Hey, you know who I can't? Hey, we love Dr. Jason Johnson. Can't wait to talk to him tomorrow, among others. We'll see He's who else joins the show tomorrow. But He's a there's so much now. that's gonna come out in the wash here. Uh, for one, here's here's another story because you know the inside story always fascinates me how these things go down. So the Commanders reportedly offered. This is according to Florio, offered high picks in the next three drafts for Russell Wilson. According to multiple reports, as a matter of fact, I beg your pardon. High picks in the 2022, 23, and 24 drafts, whatever high picks means, because presumably if he goes there, they're going to be lower, whatever round you give it to him, first or second. Uh, those same reports also know Washington got the indication that Seattle preferred to deal Wilson out of the NFC. Of course. And the no trade clause, of course, 
means that the quarterback could choose where he wanted to go. So that's what I'm saying about like it's easy to look at the you Broncos offer and be like, oh, they didn't get enough for him or they lost that trade. He got a chance to dictate where he wanted to go. We saw it sure. pre-sexual assault allegations. Let me emphasize that pre-allegations with Deshaun Watson where yeah. the Texans couldn't just deal in wherever they wanted to go because of that no trade clause. Um, huge cap. You know what's so way. interesting, man? Housekeeping. Yeah. Second biggest 20, cap hit to Carlson million, Wentz. Right? Exactly. Go ahead, Michael. Yep. Yep. Exactly. No, I was just gonna second say, biggest yeah, cap hit to Carlson million. Wentz last year. Yeah, yep. they, they, they have some dead money on the cap, but no, they it's do 30, get cap 37 relief. million. 37 million. He was to count. They save 11 million, 26 million right. in dead money. Second most right. a team has ever incurred behind Carson Wentz, which goes to show you that Seattle was hell bent on trading him as much as he was hell bent on getting out of there. But you had a thought. Go ahead. But I was going to say what's tripped out is yeah, they wanted to trade him to the AFC, which is good business. I don't want to see Russell Wilson coming back to. You know, win a uh, win, win the conference time, win the George Hallis Trophy uh, in the same conference. Uh, you know, he's supposed to be in Seattle. Get him out of the get him out of the NFC. We don't want to think about him, but they will be thinking about him this year because you know who the Broncos visit in the 2022 season? They make a trip to Seattle. So Do Seattle, you you will be able to say goodbye to Russell Wilson and the 2022 season because the Broncos play the Seahawks. Uh, and, and I, I'm sure it'd be great. Hey, listen, hey, hey, not that I'm trying to program here. Sunday night football, highly rated, do really well without me. But Sunday night football, I'm telling you, I want a Sunday night football game in Seattle. Broncos, Seahawks. Sure the schedule we got. makers will hook you up or hook us up. Let's go. Uh, speaking Let's of hookups, also listen, Denver, and they, listen, they may not be done. Okay, so you give up your first two picks uh, in the draft. Uh, in order to get your quarterback situation settled. Um, they gave up Noah Fant, promising young tight end. Albert O is pretty good uh, as a second young tight end that they had. Um, we yeah. talked about Javante Williams earlier. They kept all those receivers. They got Judy, Patrick, Sutton, Hamler. Uh, they got an offensive line. They got a defense that could get better. Did you see yesterday the way um, Von Miller was kind of teasing that he might go back to Denver. See, like, you know, I wonder if they gave him my old locker. He was kind of messing around on IG about uh -huh. that possibility. They yeah, can still yeah, yeah. add impact players with the rest of their draft. Russell Wilson, they had a bunch of cap room before they got Russell Wilson, I believe. So plenty enough yeah, to absorb Russell Wilson's room. contract. 41 million. Now they're, more of a now they're more of a free agent destination than they were before. Yes. Now that you have a Russell Correct. Wilson. So, I mean, Denver, we're looking at how tough the AFC West is. Much as the Chiefs have ruled that division, as much as the Chargers have promised with Justin Herbert and the Raiders, of course, made the playoffs, this is a bad day for the rest of the AFC West. We know about the Bengals and Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. We'll see what Pittsburgh does to fill that hole. Cleveland's got a bunch of talent. Does Baker Mayfield bounce back? In the AFC East, Mac Jones, Josh Allen. In the AFC South, it's probably the weakest, relatively speaking, division. Because two teams, at least two teams, have quarterback questions in Indianapolis and Houston. But Tannehill is still solid enough to keep getting into the playoffs. We'll see what Jacksonville is able to do to build around Trevor Lawrence. I mean, what an incredible conference when it comes to quarterbacks. Other thing I want to touch on real quick is you talked about, uh, you know, the temporary status as highest paid quarterback for uh, Aaron Rodgers. The other guy that's, that's up for an extension right now. Uh, in the NFC West is Matthew Stafford. 
And even Odell mm. Beckham was showing him love on Twitter, talking about, yo, he's different. He's the real deal. F what you heard, right? Stafford reportedly is in line for a $45 million a year type contract. So again, I, I, I have to imagine that Rogers, Team Rogers, in negotiating this, gave himself an, enough wiggle room to, as the two-time MVP, to keep that title for a little while at least of highest-paid quarterback. Because 45 million is still five million dollars short of where Aaron Rodgers reportedly is. Now it's matching yeah. Patrick Mahomes at 45 million, but even Russell Wilson, does he does he end up getting well, more than 50? That'll be interesting. But you're right. Part of part of that trade and agreeing to yeah. go there is, hey, if I come here, you go break me off and give you me a market contract. Up. Yeah, you go hook it That's up. Right. Yes, yes. And, and here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. I, I said earlier, Aaron Rodgers can be exhausting, so he put out that tweet. Hey, you know, I'm glad to be back in Green Bay. Uh, happy to be back, but what you heard is not true. So, what's true? Is it is it a bigger contract? Does he does he want us to know that the money is the deal is not done as it is? Is it is, right. is there still eyes to I, be dotted and T's to be crossed? I supposedly signed. He's he, he's he's saying he's suggesting that he didn't sign it. So, is it a record contract or not? Is it even bigger? Is this, is it again? I think it's semantics. Like, like, he probably just mad because because he because McAfee didn't get it. He didn't say it. McAfee didn't get it. This is his Tom Brady. I'm gonna break it on my own terms, and this ain't the way except, I wanted except, this to get out. Except, hold on. Hey, hey, shout out though, Aaron. Aaron, you thinking the right way, bro? You got a media. If you got a platform, use your platform to break news. Right. Not McAfee say, got that oh, he was coming back. I don't know. McAfee had that know. he was coming back. He didn't have the terms. Rogers wants right. the terms on his terms. For, he wants it out Rogers. there on his terms. If it had been Tom Brady, Tom Brady would be like, oh, I don't know, man. And then the next day, the, the trade is announced. On the Tom, Tom Brady podcast, didn't give us any news. At least Aaron Rodgers' platform gives us news. There's one other quarterback um, that we haven't touched on, but before we get to that last quarterback, uh, with the little, yep. little time we have left. Um, how comfortable are you when I say Matthew Stafford, $45 million? How comfortable a, a year? How comfortable are you with that? Great. Good. Okay, good. Every, get, okay, get, all, good. get all the money you can. Get it. Get, yes, yes. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I didn't mean just like good for you, you know, get paid. Get, yeah. You know, I'm talking about yeah. Matthew, because we had this conversation. I mean, you're, you're sure. a bit of a, you're an evolved you know, you, no, no, you've I'm repented from your Matthew Stafford hater. No, you're not a hater anymore. I, I, but are you are no, you no, still but, uh, skeptical about whether Matthew Stafford belongs in that pantheon of the highest paid quarterbacks after well, leaving that's the Rams? Well, that's different. To I, it's two different conversations. Is he a top five right, quarterback? That's in the why league? I asked no, it. He, no, he's not. He's not a top five quarterback. Should he get top money? Yes, um, because that's just the atmosphere we're in now. You know, Mike, I was just looking at this, uh, and I, I see you had it in your feed where the, the salary cap spikes again, it just blows my mind in a good way. See, in a good way, people, that the franchise number for a quarterback is $29 million. So if you just want to put a tag on your quarterback, whether your quarterback is Kirk Cousins, whether your quarterback is Derek Carr, or one of the elite ones, and you wouldn't tag an elite one, you'd come to a deal, uh, that's at, at, least, at least $29 million. So 30 million that that doesn't mean much to me 40 million. That doesn't mean much to me because that's that's the stratosphere. That's the you got to be comfortable with that's, that's what you got to do. Especially when you traded for him for, traded two picks your former quarterback 
uh, and a third, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, in order to get him, and you got the Super Bowl that you coveted. That point about the salary cap and the franchise tag for quarterbacks dovetails perfectly into Kyler Murray. That's probably the Ooh. biggest Deshaun Watson, notwithstanding, because Deshaun Watson is, is its own conversation, it's his own set of circumstances. Yeah. We now that we have clarity on Rodgers, we have clarity on Wilson. Kyler Murray reportedly wants clarity himself prior to the draft. Because a holdout, of course, would Ooh. be complicated for a quarterback. Ooh. So he wants to know what's what prior to the draft. And a trade, people are saying, is not completely off the table. Ooh, so, I like it. I guess I started I, I started the show with what I, I, and I told you so. I love it. I told you it's going to get worse before it got better. This is a guy who is desperate. Again, Kyler Murray, he, they have this year on his rookie contract. They have his fifth-year option on his rookie contract, and they have the franchise tag and an exploding cap, even though it'll grow with the cap and it'll grow with these contracts. They have that at their yeah. disposal. This dude is desperate. And if you're Arizona, you have no reason to give him the contract nor the clarity about the contract that he wants on his time frame. Well, like, dude, I don't know. I don't know. We need to see oh, more from you as a leader and yeah. as a player. We need to see more before we're going to give you $45 million if that's what you want. Like, it's so easy for yeah. his agent and him to put out, oh, he wants a contract. He wants to lead them to the championship. Do the right thing. Commit to your quarterback. Yeah, commit what, though? Commit what? You know, like, what's the okay. what, it's, it, This is a negotiation got two sides across the table. I don't think he's yeah. in that echelon that he thinks he in, and therein is the rub. You know, uh, they're, they're, you know, just hearing you say that, I just think about business. Just think about business. And there are some, uh, some good businesses that you can work for, and there are some businesses that are just trash. And so uh, I think the trash business says, we got you over a barrel. Uh, you the nail, uh, we're the hammer, and you just gotta live with it. No, Sorry. no, no. Yeah, it, I no. think they do. I, See, I, no, that's a trash. That's a that's a but trash that's mentality. But that's not even what I'm suggesting. I know you're not. I know you're not. I know you're not saying that. But I'm saying just in general, beyond what you said, just there are certain businesses that will have. I'm not gonna use that word that have power over you. I'm not gonna use the L word. But businesses that have power, they have power over you. They're in control, and they kind of. They get off on it. They, they love that you can't do anything until they say it. And then there are other businesses. Yes, they have control, but it's a little more subtle. And they think about partnership. They use the word partnership, even though they're getting the bulk of the money. I got it. I, I think for the Arizona Cardinals, they've historically been bango like. They historically Which been is, a bad I knew you were going to go there. I was so predictable. No, but they I knew you were going to go there. No, no, no. It's true. I, it's just facts. Straight facts. No cap. Okay, straight facts. They have the longest drought, if I'm not mistaken, in, in NFL history. So the championship, championships. Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. Ch Chicago, St. Louis, Phoenix. That's great. Okay. They, and, and that's great. Lots of places. And I'm sure Kyler Murray's but, agent loves you saying that. But what does it have to do okay. with the fact that Kyler but Murray what, has not shown himself to be I'm, worth a top quarterback contract? But what I'm saying to them is you want to be you're on the you're on the you're on the precipice of elevating and the Arizona Cardinals you got the uh, the general manager locked up until 2027 the head coach until 2027 why so just not pay him what he want for the first time in a long you time yes yes just pay him whatever yes. he want despite your questions about well, him which whatever, may or may not be legitimate but they're there wants, pay him whatever he wants whatever whatever he that's wants that's all I'm saying extreme. there you go but there you go at least a it's a two-way street at least have a there is a conversation, conversation about it 
there is, you don't think there's a conversation going on about it? That's what I'm saying to apparently you. He they, they, apparently Kyler, he doesn't Kyler, think so. He doesn't like what he's hearing. Come on now. Okay. Like we've both been in negotiations. You don't have Maybe to, you don't have to right. hammer somebody with your power position. But on the other hand, you also got to understand what the situation is and what time it is okay. and be realistic about it. If he's been unrealistic, now he wants clarity. What there's clarity do they reason. owe him? Here's your clarity. Uh, You're in the contract this year. You have an option for next year. There's a franchise tag if we want after that. There's all the clarity you need. Okay. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.